Hello there, it's Take Two with Jerry and Debbie, and you, it's your show. This is, I'm Jerry Usher, along with Debbie Giorgiani. What everyone is talking about, well, people might be talking about what we're talking about, because we're going to be asking you the question today, is anything in our lives private anymore? Any of our communications, (laughs) things we say, things we do, even things we think sometimes, with all of the technology and devices and gadgets and surveillance and all of this stuff, we want to hear from you, Take-Two family, on your thoughts on all of this. Do you think that there's just everything that we do is in some form or another monitored or, or watched or surveilled or something? 833-288-3986. Start calling right now. Debbie. So your first question, you said, is, is anything private anymore? No. Is everything being monitored? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, we're, we're doing another show on Monday. That wraps up today. <laughs> so thank you very much. Have a great weekend, everyone. <laughs> no, but you were sharing some interesting stories, Jerry. I hope you share them with our Take Two family. But we're asking the question today, is anything private anymore? Like everything, like Alexa and, you know, ring doorbell cameras and all sorts of all sorts of electronics that, that are like monitoring uh, smart TV, smartphone, smart everything. It's it's kind of, you know, a lot of people said it's it's so smart, it's making us stupid, right? So we've heard that before. So, you know, folks, there's a lot to say about this but we want to know what do you what do you think you know the take two family maybe it's a good thing that we're being we're being monitored we're being watched all the time that they're listening to everything all the conversations we have or maybe you don't think maybe you think that's just a conspiracy and it's not really true or maybe you think it's very very dangerous because we really do need to maintain some some level of privacy and uh, and you know respect of other people's you know uh, private conversations and things like that. Okay, so here is the um, phone number. Please dial in 833-288-3986. That's the number to call. Don't get started with your weekend yet. Okay, we need your help. So please stop what you're doing, put your lunch down and make that call. All right, well, have you had this experience before? I was sharing this with our producer Ace and Debbie off the air. There have been times, actually, I've been thinking about something that I wanted to do an internet search for, and it just comes up as maybe not the very top uh, search result, but it's very, very close to the top. And then there are times, a lot of times, when I've been talking, like on the show, Debbie, we're mm-hmm. talking about whatever a caller brings up on the show, we're talking about it, mm-hmm. and I want to research a little bit of, a little bit more on that particular thing they're mentioning. So I'll go to do it, just open up a new browser window, and it just comes right up. So... I don't know. Take two family. What's your experience with this? Uh, What are your feelings, your thoughts, your emotions about all of this? Maybe you think, nah, nothing to worry about. Is it anything to worry about? I don't know. I don't I don't lose sleep over it at night. But we just want to know what you think about, you know, with our technology, our text messages, you know, Mm. voicemails. Everywhere you go, there is a a camera watching you Mm -hmm. um, in street corners and on freeways and multiple buildings and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So we're asking the question today is anything we say or do or maybe even think is anything we say or do uh, private nowadays or is it is it accessible to somebody somewhere i don't know who but who that might be but I want to hear from you at 833-288-3986 so a couple things i just wanted to share with our listeners while you're dialing in 833-288 
888-528-3986. You don't have to be Catholic to call in. Uh, we're asking the question, is anything private? We'd like to hear your responses, your wisdom on this. Please stop what you're doing and make that phone call. I do have my St. Vincent de Paul hat on um, because I'm right after the show. I'm leaving for the airport uh, to go to Alexandria, Louisiana for the Fullness of Truth Conference. I'm super excited about it, but I'm wearing my St. Vincent de Paul um, hat, ball cap on purpose because um, I just found out two nights ago that we have some homeless folks right living in our neighborhood community uh, Greenbelt area. And so that's uh, whenever I hear anything like that, it's all the more reason why we need to pick up the phone and help St. Vincent de Paul because they're trying, they're trying so hard to get folks um, proper uh, housing and, and the skills they need to get some work and clothes and all sorts of things. So I love St. Vincent de Paul. They do such a great job. Um, and there's other organizations as well that do, do such wonderful work in the communities. But it's very disturbing. I, 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 apparently, it's a really nice group of, of folks, and they, they, there's charging. There's, char, there's outlets. So they want to charge their um, phones and everything. So they're living right in the Greenbelt area. It's like a little amphitheater. But, um, you know, it's, it, doesn't, that make, doesn't that make your heart heavy? It does. It really does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anytime you see something like that, you just think it just shouldn't be, you know. But it's just the reality of life, I guess. And we've got to do all that we can, like you were doing, Debbie, to help them out. So God bless you and all those who uh, you work with to do that. So Yeah. Well, the neighborhood's really kind, very kind. Yeah. So that's good. But anyway, can I just say something about Alexa? Yeah. Ours has been in the closet. Marty and I, we, we put Alexa in timeout in the closet about three years ago because it, it was the creepiest experience. We were having dinner, and all of a sudden it started, like, talking. It, it was weird. It was listening to everything we were saying. We couldn't shut it off. It, but I know it's a good item to have because you can say, Alexa, play, you know, take two with Jerry and Debbie. And, and you know, she does it. But I don't know. What do you feel about that? These automated things that respond I've never, with voice I've never commands. had one of those. Um, but, you know, I mean, I have, ours? Own, <laughs> well, I have my own version of those, you know, like on my, my, my iPhone, you know, got Siri on there. And, and so I do some voice commands. But, yeah, that's what we're talking about today on Take Two. We've got a couple open phone lines still. If you'd like to join us, get in that first group of callers. 833-288-3986. Is anything we say or do private? Hopefully it is, you know, hopefully there's still some places we can uh, locate ourselves where, you know, things aren't being watched or listened to or monitored or something like that. Do you even mm-hmm. care, though? Maybe maybe it's no big deal to you. I don't I'm, care. We're, not, we're not taking a position. <laughs> we want to know what yours is. 833-288-3986. And I want to I mention something very exciting. Tell Father me. Carlos Martins just arrived at my parish. Wow. Um, the people, if you know who Father, Father Carlos Martins is, he's the exorcist priest and the relics priest. And I'm at uh, the, the Basilica of St. Paul in Daytona Beach, Florida, as the seminarian doing my internship year. And he has brought the arm of St. Jude, if you can believe that. It's a, a relic, a, a bone, a, about a several-inch segment of the bone of the arm of the Apostle St. Jude. He was a cousin to Jesus, and that arm would have wrapped itself around Jesus many, many times. And we're expecting thousands of people. The veneration starts at 2 o'clock Eastern time, goes until 10 Eastern, and there is an, a, a break in there for a 7 o'clock Mass in honor of St. Jude. So if anybody's in the Daytona Beach area, Central Florida area, come on over to the Basilica of St. Paul. It's going to be an amazing event. Knights of Columbus doing a two and a half hour fish fry. And we got it. We got it. We got it going here at the Basilica today. So anyway, your thoughts on is anything private anymore? 833-288-3986.
we're asking the question today, is anything private anymore? We need you to weigh in. Please don't get started with your weekend yet because you always show up for us in a strong fashion. Every single time we broadcast, we're going on almost nine years. We love you guys so very much. We try to always make it here every single weekday. We really expect you, the Take-Two family, and if you're listening right now, you are part of the Take-Two family. So is anything private anymore? We'd love to hear your thoughts on this. 833-288-288. 3986. Please fill up those last remaining open phone lines, 833-288-3986. And Jerry, before we go to David in Cleveland, Ohio, I wanted to share with our uh, wonderful listeners, there's an employment opportunity. At EWTN, we're committed to spreading the gospel from a Catholic perspective, touching millions via television, radio, publishing, and the internet. Right now, EWTN is looking for qualified people to fill a number of exciting positions. Make a difference using your God-given talent. Visit EWTN.com slash employment today. All right, very good. Here's that phone number as Matt Kabensky is screening calls, 833-288-3986. Ace McKay, our producer, Michael McCall, is watching the social media conversations. Get them going there on Facebook and YouTube. Hello to you guys. And we'd love to hear your beautiful voice as well. 833-288-3986. Well, I'm curious to know, has surveillance, like cameras everywhere, changed your behavior out in public at all? I mean, Debbie, I'll be honest with you. You know, I, I feel a little bit like if I, if I see cameras or if I even think cameras are around, it sort of makes me one think, you know, I mean, I'm not going to do anything wrong, but, you know, it just makes me you kind of feel a little bit. Put you on your bit, best behavior. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I like it. There's a level of protection. Like, look at what you do before. David, hang on just one second, because this is interesting. It's exactly what Jerry was saying. Um, uh, it says here, a friend lived in China and cameras were everywhere and people felt safe leaving their computers and phones on tables in public. And when they went to the bathroom, restroom or left the building. I agree with that. When you have those surveillance cameras, you do have, there's a level of safety you feel. However, there was a situation that, that happened one time at a, at a retail place. And I said, could you pull the video footage? And it wasn't working that day. Hmm. So that's a problem. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. We're going to find out what you think. 833-288-3986. Is anything at all in our lives private anymore? David is in Cleveland. who go first listening on The Rock today. Hi, David. Thanks for calling in. Yes. Yes, you're welcome. Um, okay, well, first of all, um, I work third shift at a uh, local campus in uh, Cleveland, uh, and uh, I, I agree. Um, the campus where I, where I work, there's camera, there's cameras in every department, and even some of the uh, hallways between the, the departments. Mm-hmm. So, the, the 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 first of all, um, the one time the uh, camera benefited uh myself and all my coworkers. Um we had we had somebody who, who walked in uh between you know between our shift hours love you know I work like from ten ten PM to like six thirty in the morning. There was somebody who um came in unannounced and the policy for the uh the police at the for the, the campus police that I uh, campus that I work at, they they need to know who's who's coming in. They need to they need to be screened, and if there's students, they need to uh, have their ID. So, and then it just so happens I was working at one of the uh, departments, and 
there's a doorway, uh, a main entrance to the uh, one of the apartments, and the um, I had to I had to get the um, I had to co- make call to the campus police because uh, I had this gut feeling that uh, somebody uh, was trying to come in. Uh, of course, uh, the door the type doors that that were um, that were installed were uh, locked good, but. Uh, I had I had to uh, make sure that that the person who wants to come in is a legitimate. Of course, the the, the legitimate person was a student, but they had cameras on uh, the person both outside and inside the uh, the uh, apartment that I that I work in. So uh, so yes, it uh, it kind of, it, it, I agree it it it. Uh, it, it was a, a safety protection yeah. towards me and, and, of course, my other coworkers, uh, because especially since uh, the campus I work at is a large campus. Uh, yeah. So, David, you're saying it was a positive. It was a, it was a beneficial experience to have those cameras there in that situation, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, you felt yeah. safe. Yeah, and I can I can totally uh, agree with that. Um, you know, tragically, you know, we've had these school shootings you know, take place and, and sometimes uh, the video evidence is sorely lacking and stuff. So obviously, you know, there's a school on the campus here at the parish where I am at the Basilica of St. Paul. They, you know, have their cameras up all over the place as well. Very, very strict uh, regimen of how they welcome the kids in the morning and they have walkie talkies and parents drive through the parking lot and they call for the kids when their parents are there. You got to be extra careful nowadays mm-hmm. in certain certain environments you know so uh debbie i don't know if you've got any thoughts on that but i think you know the one that david is pointing out you know it's it's i would i would be on board with that i think yeah, it's definitely yeah. a good use i agree of david do you yeah. like working on the campus david well yes uh you can say i've been there for a couple of years so mm-hmm. everything the, the way the way with the way everybody's treating me i have no problems so yes uh, mm-hmm. You could say that yes, I enjoy working on a campus, and of course, I have no problems with any with the supervisor and or mm-hmm. the other coworkers I work with. Mm-hmm. Great, great. Yeah, thank you for being a regular uh, listener and caller to the program. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. God bless you, David. Thank you. Ha- now, David, you can go have your weekend. There you go. See how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. And the way it works now is we open up a phone line. And you call in with your take, your uh, maybe your lived experience, just your 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 hunches, if you will. Eight three three two eight eight three nine eight six. If you're a regular listener to this show, you know we cover any topic that has to do uh, has touches upon our daily lives in any way. And um, a lot of things are monitored nowadays. Uh, you know, phone calls, text messages, cameras everywhere. You know, voice activated, this and that. So what do you, how do you feel about that? You know, do you think anything we, is there anything we can do that isn't somehow, some way, not necessarily monitored right there like live, but, mm-hmm. you know, some accessible to somebody? 833-288-3986. And oh, we will, go ahead. Julie, I was yeah. going to say Julie. Yep. Okay. Julie is a first time caller, Illinois, Sirius XM 130. Hi, Julie. Welcome to the program. Hello, thank you for having me. Sure. So I was going to tell you about an experience I had with my daughter. So this has been about 10 years ago, and I did used to teach high school. So I do think 
definitely it was a prevailing opinion of kids back then, but I still think it holds true now. One time my daughter accused me of creeping on her when I was looking at her Facebook page. And I know kids today typically are on Instagram or Facebook, because Facebook is for us older people now. But I thought that was very interesting that I was creeping on her, even though she had posted something on the World Wide Web. And I think today kids really don't understand the globalness of what they put out there. Well, can I comment first? I completely agree with you, Julie. Um, Actually, when I do um, some, and uh, and I am going to be this weekend speaking to the youth track um, for the Fullness of Truth Conference, and anytime I'm I'm in front of the youth, I always stress this idea that, you know, everything you put out there, you have to be accountable for somehow, because it doesn't go away. You can't really erase it. And I know that a lot of employers, they look at past um, Facebook pages and things like that, things that are on the internet circulating and you know you can you people can uh, kids can excuse it saying oh I was immature that's what I did in high school that's all well and good to as an excuse but honestly if somebody's making an assessment on somebody they're going to take that into consideration and I, t- I I talk to the youth all the time about it and you're right Julie I don't think I, I don't think when you go into that immediate reactionary mode of posting something because you have that that feeling that wells up and you're like oh I, I've got to do this. I've got to get it out there. I don't think that they have the maturity thinking 10 steps down the road and how this is going to affect them in in the long run. And we see that with adults too. Adults react like when they start arguing on social media, they don't realize that, you know, it's causing a lot, it could cause a lot of problems for them professionally. But I don't know. I mean, other than getting, telling people over and over again, I don't know how to get people to realize that it's, it's really a serious thing. That's why if you go to my Facebook page, you're, you're not going to see anything there very, you know, it's kind of boring but it's but it's all religious that's wonderful but I'm talking about nobody's going to take it and run with it and I I think about that all the time what do you say Julie about that well I think true and I'll tell you another story Um, I also I supervise student teachers for the college I'm by and I was in the high school I used to teach at talking to the resource officer and he told me that the year that kids came back after COVID was a horrible year because the students were so used to saying whatever they wanted on mm-hmm. social media that they were still doing this in person and they no longer had that filter and fights were breaking out everywhere. Wow. So I do think that's a big problem on social media that people say and do things that they would never do in person. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. I tell people all the time, well, you're, you're hardly ever on social media, Jerry, so... Yeah, I, I made a conscious. I intentionally uh, stopped posting anything on social media about four or five years ago, and I'm not sorry that I did. I mean, I, I used it kind of like you do, Debbie. I mean, it was, you know, inspirational stuff, faith stuff, sports stuff, things like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's an amazing story, though, Julie. You, you should just share there, you know, that they, they just do, you know, it's like, yeah, well, it gets, it gets to what you were saying, Debbie, kind of a maturity thing, you know, mm-hmm. they then weren't able to kind of say, you know, I'm going, I went from this environment, now I'm back in this environment. I got to kind of pull back on some of the things that I was saying or sharing. So, yeah. Yeah. Any other final comments, Julie? Thanks for being a first time caller. Oh, you're welcome. Um, Another comment I have real quick is just, we did have security cameras in the high school. And I think it provided a level of safety in the sense that if something happened, 
we could go back and look at them. But because it was so routine for the kids, the, the kids that, again, it's a maturity thing, they would forget about them and just do stupid, crazy stuff right. and not even think, hey, I'm not going to do this on my camera. They would just totally forget. So right. it provided a level of security in one sense, but really not in the fact that, like, it didn't keep them from reacting with their emotions and that kind of thing because they mm-hmm. just thought they were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. But you know that happens with adults too. I remember Dr. Phil McGraw, the talk show um, host. He did he did this experiment where he had a bunch of couples in a in a home with cameras, and he was monitoring them for like a week. And after two days, the couples forgot about the cameras and began fighting again and having these these um, arguments and stuff. And so he he actually said to them, you know, it's it's shocking that you didn't realize there was cameras everywhere. And they just, they got used to it. So I think it's probably kind of human nature just to say, well, you know, yeah, that's interesting, Julie. Thank you. Thanks, Julie. Have a blessed weekend and call us again sometime. That will open up a line, 833-288, excuse me, 3986. Let me try that again. 833-288-3986. Talking about our privacy with all the technology in the world, all the gadgets in the world, all the cameras, the listening devices do you feel that has changed your the way you live your life your behavior how, how are we supposed to look at that is anything mm-hmm. we say or do private anymore 833-288-3986 okay we really need to hear from you you have plenty of time to get in before the end of the show if you have something to say if you can impart some wisdom maybe you had a very bad experience being being um, videotaped or something like that. We'd love, love to hear about it only because, not because we're nosy, but because we can learn and grow together. That's what Take Two is all about. Thanks for picking up that phone line there. There's another open line, 833-288-3986. Let's go to Philip in Wisconsin. Uh, Philip, welcome to the program. Okay, now cameras. Four years ago, I bought a home at 70 years old. And I put these blink cameras up in the front and the back. Mm-hmm. And for four years now, the best thing is, is security, especially my 40-year-old daughter that's out of whack. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm judge her. But, um, so, yeah, it's, it's really, and you know, the only thing that I've caught so far were uh, a skunk and a possum traveling through the front yard. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, uh, it's, it's just security for me. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. I I totally agree. I love security cameras inside the house, outside, down the street. I think it's very important especially in this day and age when we don't we don't really know our neighbors that much anymore. A lot of people don't and it's it's I think that there's an added level of security especially if there's, you know, somebody at home that you want to make sure they're they're um okay and they're safe. Um I'm all for it. I I think it's I think it's very smart. That's the one good use of technology right there. That's what I think as a well, as when a we female went through the because the pandemic, you know, huh? um a lot of people could, you know couldn't be together and I mean it was very sad and tragic. People lost loved ones, they couldn't be with them when they died, but it still provided technology provided a way for people to be quote unquote with those that they love. So Right. Right. Like I said, we're not we're not taking a side on this. There's a lot of amazingly beautiful. I mean, with technology now, you can do doctors can do surgery from halfway around the world on somebody with, you know, video and a robot and stuff like that. So, we're just wondering uh, if you feel like there's any privacy. Maybe maybe you're all in favor of all of this. Maybe you have a little bit of skepticism. Please join us and let us know.
Well, it's take two with Jerry and Debbie and you. It's a Friday broadcast heading into the weekend, as Debbie always says. Don't start your weekend yet without staying with us for the program and joining us. And we love to say there's room and there's time. And what I mean is there's an open phone line and there's time to get you on the program with your take on this question we're asking. Is anything that we say or do private anymore? Technology, technological advances have come a great, made life so much better in so many ways. But we're also kind of subject to uh, not having any uh, much, much, at least a lot of the privacy we used to have. So what's your what's your thought on this? Your take 833-288-3986. Here's a question I really I've always wanted to know this. When you go to a public place like a like um, a retail place like Target or Walmart or something like that, or you go to a restaurant, are they allowed to have cameras in the restrooms? I think, isn't it no? Isn't there a rule? I would hope not, rule? yeah. Um, I would hope not. I'm almost positive there's a rule. If somebody works in the, in the um, retail industry, or the, they can't. Okay, they cannot have. So you cannot have them in the restrooms. Okay. I just, wa- I just wanted to, um, I always wondered that, if they had like hidden cameras or something. Okay, so um, we have an open phone line, 833 288 3986. That was Ace McKay that said they cannot have cameras in restrooms. That's good to know. Okay. Um, who's up next? Kate. Kate is in Connecticut on Sirius XM 130. Hi, Kate. Hi. How are you? Great. How are you? Thanks for calling. Thank you. And thank you for this question today. Sure. Um, I personally do not believe um, that anything is private anymore and that no matter where we are, um, we're being recorded, and our image or our voices are being captured. Um, that being said, I think one of my concerns lately um, as a Catholic is that um, I have gone into confession um, many, many times where if I go face-to-face, the priest is sitting with his cell phone in his hand mm-hmm. or on the table next to him, or... Um, a few weeks ago, I went to confession, mm-hmm. and the priest had his cell phone sitting right up on the shelf between the screen between the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband is an attorney, so I'm well aware of how our cell phones are being used against people in court, um, tracking your where you are. So my cell phone could ping off of the priest's cell phone and show that we were together, and then it could also produce whatever conversation we had together. So... It concerns me that that might be or become um, uh, a breach in uh, the seal of confession. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I have actually learned, now that I kind of see that the priest has his cell phone, it has taught me I either leave my cell phone at home when I'm going to confession, or I leave it in the car. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, a, simp- a simple fix to this, because I had the same experience, Kate, uh, twice, and it really bothered me. I mean, one of the times I went to confession, Father actually stopped the confession and talked to a friend of his. It wasn't an emergency situation. Talked to a friend, then hung up the phone and came back to the confession. And I thought, that's odd. And I, and I was, it just struck me as really odd. I don't, I didn't understand why he had to take that call. It was, it was clearly not an emergency and he took the call. And, and I, I think they should just make it mandatory that, that cell phones stay out of the confessional. It's that simple. The priest doesn't have a cell phone and the, and the people don't have their cell phones, you know, and there's a a note on the door saying no cell phones in Mm -hmm. use. I mean, I don't know. What do you think about that, Jerry? You're, you're, you're being trained to become a priest. What do you feel about that? 
Yeah, I don't know if you knew, Kate, I'm back in formation for the priesthood, so this is kind of hitting home with me. I, I'm doing my internship year at this par the Basilica of St. Paul in Daytona Beach, but as you were talking, I thought, there is no way. You know, if God willing, I do advance and become a priest, there's no way I would take my phone into the confessional. And, you know, uh, for the reasons that you mentioned, but also just because, you know, it could be a distraction for for the priest. I mean, maybe he's got a few minutes in between confessions, and so he's kind of, well, what's the weather going to be like or something? You know, he, I just think the priest has to be present, has to be there, present to all the penitents who are coming in. And, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, when you're on, you, when you have, um, you know, you're on call for the hospital. And there are other times, like if you're in confessions, there should be another priest on call for the That's hospital. Exactly so right. you, mm -hmm. you shouldn't even need it for emergency situations. So mm -hmm. that would be my take on that. I just personally speaking, I would not uh, even consider taking my cell phone into the confessional as a priest. So what, what do you think? Any we'll, final we'll comments, Sarah, Kate? Well, I think my final comment is your call screener um, asked me if I had a good relationship with um, my priest or my confessor. Um, and I actually do. And um, he actually suggested something, and I'm not sure if I have it down correctly. I still have to look it up, but he, he said a Faraday cage, which is um, something that I guess can help block those conversations, either on the priest side or the um, penitent side. So um, mm -hmm. I thank your call screener for um, his comment, because it's definitely going to have me look into it. And if it seems like it's something that I could um, engage in a positive conversation with my priest about and my confessor mm -hmm. about. Um, I think I definitely would do that. Here you go. I, I find I found it very distracting. I, I personally did not go back to that priest. Um, I, I gave I gave him two tries, and then I said I'm done. I am not doing this because the 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 phone. I go face to face to Kate, and the phone was right there. And first of all, I don't you don't know. Like, what happens if he didn't hang up the phone properly and then somebody's listening to the conversation? I, the whole thing is just, I don't know. I just felt it was very, it was very, um, it, it invaded a lot of the the privacy of the whole um, sacrament. That's how I felt anyway, Kate. But thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, thank you, Kate, for the call. Appreciate that. Yeah, I, I, I won't say the parish. I went to confession. My, my last confession was in the last, I think, week or two. Mm -hmm. And it was sort of this makeshift confessional in, in sort of a waiting, like a lobby area mm -hmm. <laughs> with just uh, those, those, you know, those things you put up, partitions and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the, it was open. The, the opening to the confessional was left open. There was no nothing to close that, and so I went in there and I, I was confessing. I was kind of like going, "And bless me, Father." Yeah, I, <laughs> I was almost wanted to whisper, you know. And I thought, yeah. "This is really weird," you know. Um, well, I have to tell you this, and maybe this could, this will 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 assist you someday down the road. I, you know, as you know, I worked twenty five years at the, at the parish level, and so we were at, very much involved in liturgy and coordination and the, the general, um, you know, uh, rhythm of the whole church and all the sacraments and everything. So I was a stickler about um, playing Gre Gre Gregorian chant in the church when there were open uh, confessionals, when they did those partitions. And I, I would have the um, AV uh, guys uh, turn on Gregorian chant so that it would drown out the, the sounds of, of the conversations. And I would also require that people stood back, not six feet, but 12 to 15 feet, because you can still hear uh, the conversations, especially if it's an elderly person that talks a little, maybe has to talk a little louder for some hearing issues or something like that. 
And so I, I have always been a stickler. And as a matter of fact, when I go into other parishes, it's really bad. You don't want me visiting your parish. Because if I go to confession at a parish and I see that it's done improperly or there's, there's, that, there's that sense that somebody could be listening in to somebody else's confession, I'm the first one to pull, pull an usher over or somebody at the church and say, hey, this needs to be fixed immediately because that's not fair. And I've had a lot of um, people thank me. They've said, you know, thank you so much. We just didn't realize it. And they've told me, a lot of the parish workers have told me, it's not that we don't care and it's not that we don't have a protocol in place. It's that we just do so many confessions during the week, we forget. Mm -hmm. So people just need to be reminded. And that's what I think even with the cell phones coming into the confessionals, people just need to be reminded. I do the same thing that Kate does. I leave my cell phone in the car. Do you leave yours in the car? I do, yeah. Yeah, that's what I do too. Yeah, um... Yeah, here at the Basilica, they not only play a Gregorian chant pretty, I say, adequately loudly, mm-hmm. but there's also at the the holy water font is it sort of is a, a little like a running thing, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. it definitely drowns it all out. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah, I remember. I'm reminded of the famous case in remember in Oregon in the 1990s uh, that uh, gentleman who was in prison, and they uh, they uh, they body recorded his confession, and they wanted to admit that into the the, the, the evidence in his trial. Oh. Oh, wow. And the church just fought that vociferously, and the Catholic Church won because, uh, and even in a state like Oregon, of course, this was, you know, 30 plus years ago. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, a, it's a total violation of the, you know, the seal of the, the sacrament, sacrament the, sanct- yeah. the sacredness of the sacrament of confession. I was just so. going to say that the, the sacrament of reconciliation is such a sacred sacrament in our church, a healing sacrament. It has to be protected and done properly. All our sacraments have to be done properly. And it's just important that we take that time. We don't do it, you know, just like, oh, whatever, we'll just put up stations and and have, you know, confessions. I know they have to do that sometimes because some of these mega parishes Mm -hmm. have a ton of people coming to confession, which is a great problem to have. That's wonderful. You want people using the sacrament, the healing sacrament of of confession and coming to, to the sacrament. But but with that, they have to do these makeshift areas of the church to have the actual confession take place. And some of those are not really that, you know, um, they're kind of open and, and not really secure when it comes to sounds. Yeah. Well, we're asking that question today on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. There is still time to get you on the program with your expert analysis. As always, you are the ones who drive this program each and every day with your wisdom, your insights, and most of all, your lived experiences. And we're asking, is anything we say or do private anymore? Mm-hmm. Do, you, uh, do you utilize you know, those uh, you know, uh, voice-activated gadgets at home, Alexa and so forth? Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we, we promote it here on, e- on our show on EWTN because you can tell Alexa to play Take Two with Jerry and Debbie, and Alexa will do that. So things like that have a lot of good uses. Um, but, uh, you know, what about, you know, the, again, those things, the cameras, mm-hmm. the cell phones, the texting, the, you know, anything, mm-hmm. 833-288-3986. Marty's got a really cool thing that I am so glad that he got finally. Um, he's got those cameras on the front of his um, windshield, the front windshield of the mm-hmm. car and the rear uh, uh, when the rear window and he's got those cameras that so that if there's um, God forbid an accident or something like that, it's all being recorded. Cause mm. I've, I've thought of that sometimes. Have you ever thought of that? Like if there's an emergency or some kind of crime taking place and I'm thinking, how fast can I get to my phone? And one time I tried it, I, <laughs> it took me forever to hit the record button. 
Mm. You know, yeah. have you ever thought about that? Because yeah. I don't. Because I oh, see yeah. all these kids; they can do it so fast. They they turn on the recorder so fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they're they're used to all of that. I know <laughs> the younger I know. generation. Eight three three two eight eight E W T N eight three three two eight eight three nine eight six E W T N open line coming up a little bit later on today. What questions do you have about your Catholic faith, or maybe you are a, not a Catholic? but you would still like to ask something about the Catholic Church, our beliefs, our practices, our liturgy, our sacraments, our faith, prayer, discipline, anything like that. It's EWTN Open Line. Theology, our Vice President of Theology, Colin Donovan, is the guest, the, well, I should say the expert today on EWTN Open Line. You can start calling in with your questions for that show at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, right here on EWTN Radio. Look at you guys go. You're filling up all the phone lines. I love this. Look at this. They're all, <laughs> you guys are so funny. I love the Take Two family. Although the only thing is you waited till like the last half of the show, but we'll go really fast. Jerry and I can go fast. It's Friday and I got to, I got to catch an Uber to the airport. So we'll go really fast. I'm, I, I can already feel that adrenaline um, to try and do, what, what do you call that? Like a lightning round? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, before be- we go back to the phone, what are your what are your topics? What are you talking about at the, at the conference? Thank you for asking. Blessed Carlo Acutis. Oh, yeah. And, you mentioned that. Yeah, Blessed Carlo Acutis, uh, Eucharistic Miracles. I'm talking about the seven C's of the Eucharist. Um, I, I can't let you know what they are. I'd have to do a whole show on it, um, and you have to be at the conference. But it's really one of one of the things I'm talking about is, is gaining clarity through um, um, receiving and staying in touch and connection with the Eucharist beautiful thank well, you we'll pray for safe travel and you and all the speakers who are there thank you well you know i'm excited because i'm go- doing the teen track so I, i'm really excited mm-hmm. to speak to the teens that's good. that's really cool excellent yeah all right let's go to joe in birmingham listening on sirius xm 130 hi joe hello Welcome. um i just want i've been listening to y'all talking about cameras and, and devices and all those things and sure and yes um Particularly with cameras, I, I want to put a word of caution. I'm in the security business. There are hundreds of camera makers out there, and the greater majority of them have little to no encryption. What encryption does <clears throat> is place into electronic devices to help prevent hacking. And and there are many popular brands out there that are well known. I'm not going to mention any names that have little to no encryption. And mm. so with when you buy cameras, particularly in your house, <clears throat> all the cameras these days are connected up to the Internet. So a camera without a um, strong encryption opens it's a gateway for hackers to get into your Internet service. And once they're in there, they have access to everything you do on the Internet, banking or whatever. So... You, I, I, I encourage people to, if they're going to purchase cameras, first of all, my suggestion is do not put them in your home. They are All cameras are streaming 24 hours a day. Hackers, again, as I alluded to earlier, can hack in and, and watch your every move in your own personal house. Now, if you have one for you know an ill person or something like that, there are cameras out there that have two high, very high encryption. That's what you want. That helps prevent hacking on your Internet. So wow. just be aware of those things and, and, and 
keep in mind, the majority mm. of them do not have it. One final thing, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. One final, final thing regarding the phone. If you read when you do your updates, it'll pretty much tell you, yes, we are listening. I mean, that's how, you know, the popular ones uh, hear when you give a voice command. And it's that same thing with your base units in the, uh, in the homes, too. Those two have little to no encryption. So um, there are things you can do if you read in, in the uh, uh, updates. They'll tell you how you can lessen the, their ability to hear and that type thing. So not carrying your phone into confession, and particularly for priests, if any are listening, don't do that. It, 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 it is, in my opinion, violating the oath because someone has the ability to, uh, particularly in this day and time with artificial intelligence, to mm. it's, it's good and it's bad. In my opinion, it's more mm-hmm. bad than it is good. Well, Joe, 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 we're so glad you called in. So glad because this is wonderful because this is a worldwide audience. So maybe there are a lot of priests, pastors, bishops listening. So this is fabulous. You, 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 you did a lot of good today with your call. Real quick question. Um, getting those ones that, that, that are encrypted or in the encryption that you're talking about, aren't they much more expensive? Aren't they like four times the price? Uh, absolutely they are. But you, if those saying you get what you pay for, is yeah. it worth the additional money for the protection of you maybe not getting robbed through a hacker. The average hacker is in your computer 180 days before you know about it. They're just wow. observing keystrokes and that type thing. And some of them can even access cameras. In fact, I'll say this one quick thing because uh, it's national news. Uh, a few years ago, uh, a woman bought a camera uh, to put in her daughter's bedroom because she worked at night and she had seizures, even though the father was there, she wanted to look in on her. And a guy hacked in through a, a very popular brand, claimed to be Santa Claus, talking to the little girl. So, and again, that was national news uh, about three years ago, and there's been a couple other national news things like that. But um, I just wanted to bring that to everyone's you're amazing, Joe. Will you stay in touch with us? Because you've got a you have a wealth of information that we can tap into. <laughs> well, I yes. Well, I, I appreciate that. Yes, I do listen to you. Uh, you know, try at least a couple, two or three times a week. And thank uh, you. Uh, it's it's just what I've done for most of my life. Well, God bless you, Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've shed a lot of light on this topic today with your input. We appreciate that very, very much. Um, we're going to go next to uh, Tricia, who's in Columbus, Ohio, listening on St. Gabriel Radio. Hi, Tricia. Welcome. One time at Mass, just after the homily, we had a parishioner who collapsed in the pew. Mm-hmm. And Father went back to the sacristy to call 911. And mm-hmm. I just thought, if he's in the confessional with the person and they have a medical emergency, it would be much more expedient if he could call 911 immediately and um, get the emergency squad there for an emergency. Mm -hmm. And that might be one reason for him to have his phone with him turned off, but Mm -hmm. in the confessional. 
Right. You know, the, the only thing about that though, Trisha, is we used to, we used, we had that situation at the one of the parishes I worked at and, um, and father just, um, we had a, we had a medical situation happen and father stepped out of the confessional and asked somebody in line to call. And that's how they, that's how he did it. And so he, cause he didn't have his phone with him because typically there's more than one person there in the, in the church. But I, I see what you're saying. What do you think about that, Jerry? Well, Trisha, I don't know. Were you were you listening to when Joe, what Joe was just sharing right before you came on? Um, I didn't hear all of it. No. Yeah, he just he just said that you know he, he seemed pretty savvy on this stuff. He's in the security business, and he even said with regard to cell phones that um, you know those can be accessed and hacked, and uh, you know there, there's just you know the potential is there. At least he was he was kind of implying that mm-hmm. the potential is there for people to listen in on that, and I mean. I, I I don't know. I mean, uh, th- this brings up, this kind of touches upon a similar issue, Debbie, that I, I sometimes have wondered about. Maybe you have mm-hmm. a uh, mm-hmm. insight onto this, but when, when, when mass is being celebrated and somebody, there's a medical emergency and the priest mm-hmm. is right in the middle of the consecration. Right. Um, doesn't the priest, I mean, obviously he says, is there a doctor here? Somebody, yeah. emerge, you know, call 911. Yeah. But yeah. the priest doesn't necessarily stop. I, I don't know what happens in a situation like that. Well, I can tell you, I, I've, I've done this for many years. We had a, we had several medical emergencies during during the liturgy, or we've had also um, interruptions by by people that had brain health issues, and Father kept going. He didn't stop. Usually, a sacristan or an usher or somebody else who worked at the church or 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 an off duty police officer, if they were there, they usually stepped in very quickly and handled the situation, or a nurse or a doctor. So, that's that's the beauty of being at the parish you're usually not alone and that's the good news about that right trish uh, that's true mm-hmm. and uh i know father had us all pray the hail mary continuously while he uh called the emergency squad but mm-hmm. um most i don't know people may have their cell phones with them some people don't bring their cell phones into church so right um, and this was many years ago. I mean, sure. This, sure. I think cell phones were less common right. probably 20 years ago. Right. Well, I do know that it, like usually in the back sacristies, that we, that's where everybody would keep their cell phones before the mass started. And then also there's there's a, also landlines back there as well. Um, so there is there's that um, ability to call out. So. Thank you, Trish, so very much. God bless you. Have a beautiful weekend. Maria's up next in Houston, Texas. You'll be our final caller today. We wanted to squeeze you in from Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, Maria. Hi. Uh, yeah, so just quick, I agree with everything everyone said, and the sacrament of confession is holy, and why not treat it as, a, you know, when the Pope is getting voted? I believe the the Vatican doesn't allow for any phones or any kind of electronics that should be treated sacred for the confessional. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. Like that's something so sacred that, you know, there should be no phones. I I personally leave my phone in the car or, you know, don't take it or turn it off all the way. Um, But yeah, I totally agree. It's Mm -hmm. it's a holy sacrament. Treat it like one. Uh, I did have an experience where a priest had a phone and it was going off. It was very disrespectful. I had to go to another parish and get a confession somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but yeah, well, that's my personal thing. 
Well, you're, I think you're making sense, Maria, uh, wise comments. And, you know, the priests have been hearing confessions for over 2,000 years now, mm-hmm. and uh, only about, uh, you know, what, 20 or 30 of those years with the technology, cell phones and, and, and other technology available to us like that. So um, I think we just need to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Debbie, we and, and Maria, we go down these roads of technology, technological advances and things become, you know, better and better. But think, the thing, the point is just because you can doesn't mean you should. Mm-hmm. We still need to really, really safeguard, mm-hmm. especially those things that are sacred, those intimate moments. There's no more intimate moment really mm-hmm. between other than maybe receiving communion mm-hmm. than between a person and their God, Jesus Christ, who through the priest absolves them of their sins and, so I just, yeah, I feel I'm, I'm on, I'm on yeah. board with what Maria shared. Yeah, I, I am as well, Maria. And then there's also, I will tell you, I just heard a story a couple of days ago that there was a priest who, who really and truly took the sacrament um, uh, very seriously. And um, a mom came into the uh, confessional with um, a little baby in her arms. And he had asked that the baby needs to step out of the confessional because it's, it's just for the one person. So that, so that's, you know, taking it very, you know, even though the baby, you know, probably couldn't understand anything yet. It was only a couple, baby was only a couple months old, but it's very interesting, Maria. Thank you so much for weighing in from Houston, Texas. We appreciate it. What a great show. I learned so much. I'm so glad that everybody called in and then Joe put that bow and ribbon right on the gift uh, by sharing some very, very important information with us. Yeah. As always, Take Two Family, you did a great job. And stick around for Dr. Ray if you want to. Otherwise, as Debbie says, you can get on with your weekend now. Uh, Dr. Ray may or may not like us saying that, but no, he's got a great show. Be sure you stick around for The Doctor Is In. And and our show on Monday, we're going to be talking about grandkids, I guess, right? I love that. And we, we titled it My Grandkids Rock. Do you have the best grandkids in the whole entire world? Well, Monday's show is the show that you want to light up every single phone line and shout it to the world. Right, Jer? That's right. Today, the Feast of St. Polycarp. uh, We're going to ask him to pray for us. And again, if you're in the central Florida area where I am, come to the Basilica of St. Paul in Daytona Beach. We have the relic, a a segment of the arm of St. Jude, the Apostle St. Jude. It's going to be venerated from 2 until 10 p.m., a Mass in honor of St. Jude at 7 with Father Carlos Martins. And we're expecting a huge crowd, so please join us. In the meantime, safe travels, Debbie. Have a great conference. Thank you, Take-Two family, show team, and affiliates. Until Monday, God bless. Have a great weekend.